You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 270. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 270. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. It's going to be one of those, I have a feeling. Mr. Smith is worked the fuck up today. I'm in rare form, people. He's super silly. Like, he he did one of those things where he was still sweaty <laughs> from his workout but got in the shower. So now he's still hot. Still hot, yeah. So just hanging out in his chonies, yeah. has a little sweat rag that he's been... <laughs> dabbing my brow with. Dabbing his brow with. I just, oh my goodness. Yeah. If this is your first show, this is, this <laughs> we is, apologize. this is definitely a sign of things to come. <laughs> oh, I wish I could say that this is rare. This is not rare. It's not rare. All right. But we do have some personal development to talk about today. We do. Let's talk and about it. And if you joined us last week, we did a true or false edition around communication and that was volume one. Yep. And we're coming back at you with volume two this week. That's because that's how we do. Are you ready for another uh, quiz? I'm ready. Because what am I, six for six? You are you're you have a great streak going. I've got a streak going. Prior to that, I had what five for five. It, no, it was also a six for six. Oh, it was okay. So I'm twelve for twelve then. So I'm going to put just... links in the show notes page. We've done two other true or false editions. One was around inner critic. Which you aced six out of six. Uh-huh. I'll link to that in the show notes. Yep. And then last week, which was around communication, you got six out of six. Yep. You guys need to play along with Mr. Smith. He is going to be the voice of the people, as he loves to remind us. Yes. So we'll yes. see if how you guys do. We'll see how they do. We'll see how I do. So we're going to jump into that, some really common communication issues that you likely have contended with in your life. And let's see if you have... The correct answer on how to proceed and be a little bit more effective with getting through to people. Master of communicado. But before we do all of that, why don't we why don't we uh, get the mics warmed up a little bit? Well, they feel pretty warm, but I'll make them hot. How about that? Oh, do you guys see what I'm doing? <laughs> nice. All right, this is a segment we like to call. Would you rather? Today's would you rather is would you rather have? Sandpaper hands for the rest of your life. Sandpaper hands? Sandpaper hands. Or slimy feet. Oh. For the rest of your life. So it's like. Or. or. Wait, didn't we do this one? I don't think so. Okay, wait. Sandpaper hand. That mm-hmm. You can't have that. No. No, I can't. You're, you can't because of body work. Yeah. It, I, I, mean, I feel like I could hide the slimy feet. You know, I mean, I'll be slipping around in socks and whatever. You would need some Crocs. (laughs) That is hilarious. You need Crocs for your slippery feet? Yes. Some compression socks and Birkenstocks. Oh! Yeah! That took it to a whole new level. (laughs) Okay, wait. So if I... Let me... Let me think. (laughs) Did you say Birkenstocks? Oh, they could be called Birkenstocks. That's perfect. (laughs) 
This is out of control. But okay, let me think of the implications. If I have sandpaper hands, that might be okay. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to think. Kickboxing, it wouldn't affect it. My work, it wouldn't really affect it. It would just be a pain. I would have to get like spray on lotion. It would definitely affect things in the boudoir. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to be hands free. Yeah, we're gonna have to be hands yeah, yeah, yeah. free. I didn't even think about Although that. I could grip onto stuff real easy. <laughs> Although, how about my slippery feet? Oh. Our slippery feet, like yeah. Well, at least we both have them, right? Oh, we could just like, or we could just always take it to the shower or yeah. the the pool. Yeah, it would. You'd have to have a whole new bed. Whole we're gonna have wardrobe. to really troubleshoot that. Yeah, I, anything but sandpaper hands to me. Like, I'm I'm pretty like proud of how soft my hands are. <laughs> To be honest, so I I'm mean, like, so I don't want to brag. I've been but. told that <laughs> I've really soft hands, so I just could. It just is my work. I couldn't do it. All right. Well, I think I think I'm actually going to take the sandpaper hands, but I'm really curious well, to hear what you guys think because we every single week talk about this in our after hours Facebook community, and people get really into it when they explain their reasoning. I love it. And it's a lot of times shit we haven't thought about, so uh-huh. it's great. Mm-hmm. If you are not part of the after hours community, you must come over and join us. It is very easy to find. You can find the link in the show notes or just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It redirects you right over to the Facebook group. We discuss every single pod, and then Wednesdays, I put a questions thread up where people can supply anything that's going on in their life, any questions that they have. And then on Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, I jump on live and I tackle questions that have come up from the community. So that's tons right. of extra bonuses, camaraderie. I run a tight ship, so no one's going to sell sell shit to you or anything like that. And we stay really focused on personal development and supporting one another. So go to the joyjunkie.com. Wait, what is my fucking site again? Thejoyjunkie.com slash club. club. Come on, baby. Wow. Pull it together, woman. Jesus Christ. All right. And that is where you can get redirected and hang out with us and uh, share with us what you would rather. So is it going to be the slippery feet? Is it slippery or wet? Slippery. Slippery like when wet. Okay, slimy. slimy just yeah. perm- perma-slime. Perma-slime feet or perma-like rough per- hands. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, per- is it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but it's a tough choice. It is a tough Either choice, or. but I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say. Well, let's let's jump into a, another round of true and false. You let's, ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. I am. All right. So all I've been of these. Up. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Pretty cocky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that I've done a pretty good job of not making them like trick questions. Oh yeah, or, you're throwing I, me softballs. Let's let's be real. Well, I don't know. I'm Let, kidding. Some <laughs> of them. Some of them are questionable. I'm I'm trying to be cocky. You're yeah. an asshole today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, this husband of mine. I don't even know. What are we going to do? You're uh, silly today. Uh, yeah, all right. I'll try to I'll try to calm it down for you a little bit. You're good for business. I'm good for business. You are. You are good for business. <laughs> I'll keep you around. All right, number one. My number one. Number one. The following is a great example of, of a solid boundary. All right? So this is somebody delivering a boundary. It would mean the absolute world to me if you would be more respectful of my beliefs. Yes, I'll say it's true. Oh, his <laughs> streak. Oh, is it the end? It is the end of oh, the streak. Damn it. All right. See, that's what you get for being cocky. It's, that's right. Let this be a lesson to you, <laughs> Mr. Smith. But I, this, I did this for the podcast. Getting all Kanye myself. cocky over mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. All right. So 
It would mean the world to me if you would be more respectful of my beliefs. A great example of a solid boundary. Uh, Why might this not be a solid boundary? It's not specific enough? Yes! He redeems oh, himself. Redemptive. I might give you... Yeah. I'm going to give you an extra give me a credit. Point. Do you half hear point for that one? Yes. <laughs> do you hear me? I do. I'm marking on your paper. That is a lot of half... It's a lot to write half. Yeah, that yeah. this is me. So you get a half point. Okay. 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 The reason why it is not a solid boundary. Now, there's a lot of elements that are great about it. One, it's being a little bit more vulnerable. It's being, obviously, the delivery is kind and soft. However, respectful of my beliefs could mean a shit ton of different things. Mm-hmm. It's like telling your partner, I need more romance. Well, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Does that, to you, that might mean 100% sex. I need you to pursue me more. To them, it might be all about, oh my gosh, she wants more roses, or he wants me to plan date nights for us, or whatever it might be to you, you start to interpret that. So if you're establishing a boundary with somebody, uh, one of the examples that I use all the time is let's say you have in-laws who every time they watch your children, they end up feeding your kids really sugary foods or things that you're like, please don't give them gluten or no peanuts, they have allergies, or please don't feed all this high fructose corn syrup to them, whatever. So you have a very specific request. If you say, I'd really like you to respect my parenting a little bit more. Yeah, feed them more healthy. That's yeah, yeah. Give them more healthy food. Well, that's really vague. Right. They might they might think peanut butter and jelly is like just super healthy on white bread because that's that was a healthy alternative to them when they were growing. Sure. Who knows? You have to be specific. If you say something like, "If you would like, I would like you to be more respectful of my beliefs," you have to say something more quantifiable. As in, it would really mean a lot to me if you did not bring up any more commentary about my Jewish faith. I would appreciate it if you did not make any comments at all about Judaism, specifically. You know what I mean? So that you can tell if that boundary has been breached. That's one of the questions to always ask yourself is, will it be easy for all parties to know if this boundary has been breached or not? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then it's likely you need to crystallize that a little bit more. Okay. Now that I have scribbles all over my paper. (laughs) All right, Mr. Smith. If you've established and communicated a boundary with someone, it is likely that most of the heavy lifting is over. No. I think you have – it's just like anything. If you – like if Congress passes a law, they have to put people in place to – Execute? Yeah, thank you. Execute that law. Yes. Otherwise, it's just paper. You are correct. If you've established and communicated a boundary with someone, it's likely most of the heavy lifting is over. That is actually false. Mm. Now, this can be dependent on each individual. However, what I have found to be true is a lot of times we get really worked up in order to deliver the boundary, like to finally tell your in-laws, please stop feeding my kids this, or to finally tell your partner, it would really mean a lot to me if you didn't make fun of my career anymore or make snide comments about my education or whatever. You're establishing a very specific boundary. It's likely that just because that caused you so much angst, you think the heavy lifting is over because it took you so much effort to just deliver it or speak up or get that out into the ether. Mm. But almost always, almost, you will be challenged on your boundary. Usually the most 
the biggest obstacle, I should say, is around enforcing the boundary. It's when it gets breached over and over again. It's when that person does make the comment about your Jewish faith or when they do make the effort to give your child something you don't want them to eat. It's repeating that boundary over and over again to the point that you may eventually have to create an ultimatum. But you have to decide once you've delivered the boundary, how many times am I going to repeat this? How many times am I going to enforce this before Mm -hmm. I drop an ultimatum? And that's unique for for each individual person. I'm also going to put a link to a boundaries podcast that I've done that's really, really popular actually in the community specifically on on this stuff that we're talking about, actually having something a little bit more crystallized, you know, a little more specificity in your delivery and in what you're requesting, but also in that enforcement piece of like continuing to bring it up. Like, hey, remember when I talked to you about this? I actually still feel the same. It would really mean a lot to me if you would adhere to blah, 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 blah. Sure, okay. Right? All right. So we're not doing too bad, Mr. Smith. Okay. Your ability to speak up for yourself is directly tied to your personal sense of self-worth. True or false? Hmm. Oh, that's a tough one. Your ability to speak up for yourself is directly tied to your personal sense of self-worth. I think that's true. You would be right, Mr. Smith. I think you have to have a good self-worth in order to really be able to speak your mind and, and say it with clarity and conviction. Completely. Awesome. Spot on. Ding, 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 ding. Here's the thing. And I've talked about this a lot on the pod. A lot of times what people want are they want they want the surface answer. How do I talk to my spouse? What do I say to an overbearing in-law? How do I tell my brother what I feel about his drinking habit? We want the actual tactic. Mm -hmm. But what we don't realize is beneath that, Our viewpoint or our perspective on our own self, on our voice, our validity, our worthiness, that will filter into every relationship that we have. If you don't think that you are worthy, if you don't believe that your opinions or stances or or needs matter, you will continually put that person in front of you. One of the things that I say over and over again, and I truly hope you guys hear me, is that when you silence yourself, when you don't speak up, when you don't establish that boundary out of fear, you are sending a subconscious message to your self-worth that you just don't matter. It's Hmm. a message to yourself that that other person, their feelings, how they might respond is more important than how you feel about a situation. So we go, oh, I better not rock the boat. I better not speak up. And conversely, when you do give voice to things, when you do speak up, even if you're met with opposition, even if somebody doesn't like what you have to say, you also have the emotion of pride for just speaking up for yourself. So I can't tell you how many times I've had clients and students who've said, hey, I established a boundary with a coworker or with a parent or a sibling, and they didn't like it. But guess what? I'm fucking proud of myself. Yeah. Because I finally stood up for myself. So there's a very real thing that happens for people when they start flexing that muscle of speaking up for themselves or giving voice to their wants and opinions, where you get met with people who don't like that new empowered version of you. And so you're like, oh, shit, they're not happy with this. And then you're kind of at a decision point there, right? You can just 
take it back and people please and go, oh, no, I didn't mean it. It's okay. I'm so sorry. Don't be mad at me. Which is like stepping into all of this confidence and then like taking it back. If you're going to get up your guts to actually deliver a boundary, do yourself the honor of not backing away from it, of standing firm in it, even if you're met with opposition. It's likely that you're going to. In fact, I've done a couple of podcasts about that, about kind of the casualties of standing up for yourself. So I'll link to that in in the show notes too. Kind of like when people just don't get your personal development. Mm, that this reminds me of Wiley e. Coyote. Oh yeah. Like when he's like walking off the cliff and he's got confidence and then he looks down, sees that he's out in the middle of nowhere and then <laughs> falls to his <laughs> right. Over a little cloud of puff. And if you just stayed in that confidence, you right. would just keep walking. You just keep walking. Walking on air, my yeah, friends. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> All don't right. be like Wiley e. Coyote. Don't be. Don't be like that. <laughs> PSA of the day. So again, you guys, speaking up for yourself really is a fast track to underlining a sense of self-worth. Okay. Number four, if you need to have a tough conversation with someone, one of the best approaches is to request a time to talk. Yeah, I think it's true. I like that idea. I like that because it gives people time to be ready for the conversation. You don't spring it on them when they're in the middle of a football game or writing an email or whatever. Very good. I like it. Very good. You are absolutely correct. Ding, ding, ding. If you have a tough conversation with somebody or you need to have one, one of the best approaches is to request the time to talk. One of the pieces of this is that you start off on an element of respect. So instead of just saying... Hmm. We I need, need to, to talk. talk to you about what's going on with the with the, the Jones report, you mm-hmm. know, at work. Or, report. you know, we need to talk about what's happening with Braden's soccer practice and just laying into your partner or whatever your situation might be. If you start by saying, hey, I would love to run some stuff by you or I'd really like to pick your brain about something or I have some stuff I'd really like to get your opinion on, saying something like that and saying right directly after that, do you have any time perhaps in the next week? Or I probably need maybe 30 minutes. What's your timing like this evening? Sure. Could we have some time to chat? Requesting a time to talk already sets things up from a place of I give a shit about you and your time mm-hmm. instead of being coming from a place of demanding. In fact, in John Gottman's work, he talks a lot about having a soft startup. So when you go into a conversation with somebody instead of being harsh or abrupt of like, we need to talk or here's the problem. You go in with a softer tone. And one of the ways to do that is to simply say, hey, do you have some time to talk about some stuff and start on that respectful tone? Yeah. So very good. Okay. So let's uh, recap just here really quickly. Following is a great example of a solid boundary. It would mean the world to me if you would be more respectful of my beliefs. False. That is not solid specifically because it's not crystallized. It's not super clear and quantifiable. It's lovely and kind and Mm -hmm. a great softness to it, but it needs more specificity. Sure. Number two, if you've established and communicated a boundary with somebody, it's likely that most of the heavy lifting is over. False. Usually the heavy lifting comes in the enforcement process. Number three, your ability to speak up for yourself is directly tied to your personal sense of self-worth. Absolutely. People who believe in their own worthiness, people who are confident, who love themselves, are able to 
even if they're scared, even if they're nervous, are able to speak up for themselves and stand behind that. Number four, if you need to have a tough conversation with someone, one of the best approaches is to request a time to talk. Absolutely. True, true, true. You're starting off on an element of respect for both parties. Number five, you just found out that your partner didn't pay a bill that they promised to take care of, and you are furious. The best plan of action is to address it with them immediately. I think you need to cool off a little bit. I'm going to say false. Very good, Mr. Smith. So talk to me about what your thought process was in deciding. Well, I think, yeah, I was thinking of the person's need to get clarity on why that wasn't paid. Right. Like, that's something that you don't want to stew on for a long time. Right. Because right. you can make up all kinds of stories. Very good. But I thought, yeah, no, you don't want to approach it if you're pissed off. So I think that outweighs. Just cool off a little bit. And then approach and say, hey, what's going on? I'm so impressed with you, Mr. Smith. Thanks, man. (laughs) Wow. The key here is you just found out and you're pissed. Those two pieces make me feel as, or imply necessarily that it, it, you just found out it's immediately and you're also in an intense emotional state of anger. You're furious. You're pissed. And I have said over and over again. Is it valid to be pissed? Absolutely. Like, of course, if somebody didn't do something you expected of them or that they promised they were going to do, being pissed is not the problem. Communicating from a place of pissed offedness is almost always a recipe for disaster. So to your point, yes, expel the anger, go for a run, beat the shit out of the bag. (laughs) I've been kickboxing lately. Or if you don't have that, maybe your bed, just like go to town and do a straight up old fashioned temper tantrum, beat the shit out of your bed. Go into your car and scream and yell while it's parked. Please don't drive. Scribble, call a friend, do something that enables you to expel that vehemence and that intensity so that you can actually approach it from a much more proactive space. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Great job, baby doll. The key, though, is processing that emotion. Now, beyond that, it is a good idea to handle it sooner than later. Yeah. Right? Because there are a lot of times where, again, if that self-worth is lacking, we go, oh, I'm making too big of a deal of it. I better just shut up. I better not be a nag. Nobody likes a nag. Mm -hmm. And then you let just whatever. Just I don't have time for that. I don't have the bandwidth, whatever, whatever. And we make excuses for not addressing something, not dealing with something. Mm -hmm. And then it compounds the problem because you continue to gather evidence of why they're irresponsible or why you can't trust them or why they never follow through on the shit they say they're going to follow through. So timeliness does matter. But if you are extremely angry, tend to that angry, that anger first. And then next item of business is to address it when you can have a level head about it. Okay. Ready for the final question? Ooh, sure. You and your partner do not want to go to your parents' house for holidays any longer. Let's just say that your parents have a kind of a toxic environment. Maybe there's lots of smoke, everybody smokes, or there's animals that run around and, you know, defecate on you or something like that, <laughs> where it's, you know, or, or like a toxic relative. Toxic conversations or something like toxic that. Toxic conversations or a relative who always drinks too much and then gets gropey or something where you oh, really God. don't want to be around your family any longer. Oh, Hank, is that you? And no, not at all. <laughs> and you know 
that if you bring that up to your family, they're going to be furious. If mm. you say, like, we're not going to be coming around for the holidays anymore. So your best plan of action is just to stay quiet and try to make the visit as short as possible. Wow. Okay, wait. That's a long-ass question. Well, I just gave you the... the <laughs> so, so give me the question again. So the question is, you and your partner, you don't want to go to your parents' house anymore for the holidays. And you know when you tell them that, they're going to be really furious. Okay. So your best plan of action is just to be quiet about it and to try to make the visit as short as possible. I th- no, because what's it, it's important for you to be happy as well. It's important for you to speak yourself, speak your mind, and have an environment that's safe for everybody. Very good. So you're going to go with false. I'm going to go with false. All right, and you would be right, wow. Mr. Smith. Now I'll tell you, staying quiet and trying to make the visit shorter is what people usually do. Mm-hmm. They go, mm-hmm. "How can I put?" a minimal amount of effort into this where I can fly under the radar. Say I did it. Get it done. Yeah. And again, the message subconsciously, you guys, mom and dad matter more than I matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The family's opinions matter more than I matter. Now, on the surface, what we think that is, is I just don't want to deal with it. I don't want to hear from my mom. I don't want to hear my dad telling me how selfish I am. I don't want to hear them saying, oh, you're making a big deal out of Uncle Johnny. He's not that serious, right? Like, you don't want to deal with the opposition. So we decide to take what is actually a not very courageous. It's kind of a cowardly move, to be honest. Yeah. But on our defense for all of us, because this is fucking uncomfortable. We're not taught to do this. We're not taught to advocate for our own need, our own needs. We're taught to just quote, bite the bullet, don't open up a can of worms, quote, take one for the team. Mm-hmm. We have all of these names for self-sacrifice, for don't honor what you need. And that is why my whole message has been you can do both. You can speak up for yourself. And do it with kindness and grace. You don't have to be combative, adversarial, biting, acerbic with your family. You can be really loving and kind. And you can allow their response to be their responsibility. It doesn't mean that it's going to be fun to hear what dad has to say or what mom has to say. But it also doesn't mean that you have to believe that. So if they're telling you you're a selfish asshole, you can allow that to be theirs to carry right? That does not have to be your reality. They are allowed to feel how they feel. Bottom line is, you don't have to go to a toxic environment during the holidays any longer. Like, guess who's winning? Let them sit in their own misery if that's how they want to operate. Now, I don't think that's always the situation where it's either we're coming or we're not coming. There might be a ton of boundaries that could be enforced within that, right? You could say something like, oh, we're happy to come, but if if there's going to be smoking inside the house, unfortunately, we're going to have to decline, right? Like you might have a boundary inside of there. Or mm-hmm. if there's any, any animals allowed inside the house, we're going to actually have to leave because of allergies or because you just don't want all the toxic ammonia or whatever in your breath. As You know, we all have those crazy fucking families. Everybody has those stories of things that we just kind of grin and bear it, mm-hmm. another little term, instead of speaking up for what does or does not work for us. That's true. Right? Yeah. So again, like, like I mentioned, I think that there are often times when we think that the solution might be to completely cut somebody out. Like, we might have a really uncomfortable situation with a sibling or a best friend, and so we think our solution is to either deal with them and stay around them or cut them out completely. 
And what a lot of people miss are the opportunities for conversation and boundary setting until you get to that cutting off point. Now, it totally depends on how much you give a shit about this relationship or not. If it's somebody who you actually value and you would really want to hang out with them if they would stop this one particular piece of behavior or stop saying this one particular thing to you, then it's worth addressing. Mm -hmm. It's worth bringing up. It's not, oh, that's too hard of a conversation. Let me just cut them out of my life. Yeah, right. These are your opportunities for courage. Also cowardice. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. These are your opportunities for courage. These are the opportunities to say, you know what? This is hard. I'm going to do it anyway. In fact, I was just talking on an interview yesterday about fear and how so many people have this fear of confrontation. And I told her, I'm like, everybody needs to get the fuck over that because nobody likes confrontation. When people say, oh, but I just, I hate confrontation. I'm like, oh, really? Because I love it. Nobody likes it. Or else we would all be doing this and boundarying our asses off nonstop. But we don't. The key is knowing that you are going to have fear. Knowing that when you get on that phone call or when you talk to your brother or your best friend or whoever, your heart might be racing. That there's going to be fear, but you're choosing to behave from courage. That is the difference. So for me, I believe that I am valuable enough to stand up for myself. I believe in my confidence and I love the woman that I am. I believe that I should spend my time. I do too. Thank you, babe. <laughs> I believe that I should spend my time doing things that are of merit and value to me. And I take a fierce stand for that. And I allow other people's response er, opinions about that to be their responsibility. Sure. And that is possible for you. I was not always this way. Definitely not. I mean, you've seen me through sure. this, this process. All of that to say, I hope that you did really well on your little quizzy quiz today. If you want to dig deeper into this, this is truly what I do in my Deep Down and Dirty program. We do these two primary elements, the internal piece of actually believing that I'm valuable, believing that my voice matters, changing those old disempowering beliefs that tell you you're not good enough, everything has to be hard, you're not lovable, any of that bullshit commentary that you've been operating under. We dis- dismantle that whole thing. And then we look at the external piece of now how the fuck do I communicate that? How do I establish boundaries? How do I say no? How do I have tough conversations? How do I deal with rejection and criticism? How do I navigate my life now that I actually believe that I'm valuable? I'm going to have to contend with a different world <laughs> being a confident person. I'm no longer going to be a perfectionist and people pleaser. So mm. that involves a lot of effort. So if that's you and you go, holy shit, I don't believe I'm enough. I'm always my own worst critic or in my own way. And I want to be able to go after my dreams or start that business that I really want or get back into the dating scene and find my soulmate. That sure shit is not going to happen if you don't believe that you're valuable. If you don't believe that you are innately enough or that you are more than all of the boxes you're checking off of that corporate ladder that you're climbing or that business that you need to get to six or seven figures. You are more than that. So if that is you and you're interested in in digging deeper, I would love to jump on a call with you. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD and that will be the list of people that I contact absolute first about when the Deep Down and Dirty program is in its new iteration and ready to just be killed. I'm so excited. People are just going to slay it. Yeah. So get your ass on that list, and then you will be the first person to be contacted to get dibs on. That's uh, exciting. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's, it's such a transformational program. 
but it's not for everybody because it's a commitment. It takes work. You have to do things in order to create change. So I'm really only interested in working with people who are who are 100% in, com- yeah. totally committed. Yeah. All right. Cool. So you have your work cut out for you guys in the communication department. So check out all of the things that we've talked about today and look for what is one step that you can start altering to be a little bit more amplified in your communication game. Just pick one little thing that you can change. Maybe it's being a little more clear on your boundaries. Maybe it's being a little more conscientious about asking for time to talk if you need to address something with somebody. Maybe it is letting yourself cool down if you're angry with a partner or a child or bestie or whoever. Think about one small action step that you can take from this episode and then come over to the After Hours community and share it mm. on your biggest takeaway. We talk about it every single week. That's Any, fun. Anything else you wanted to throw into the space, babe? No, I'm, I'm pretty much good at throwing stuff right now. All right. I'm done. <laughs> You're done? Yeah, and I'm done throwing I'm stuff spent. in the space. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith out. 